Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast, It Should Go Without Saying. I'm your host, Andrew Lewis, and it is Premier League time. It is starting again. Doesn't seem like that long since City once again pipped Liverpool by a point for the Premier League title. And joining me on this special edition of It Should Go Without Saying for our Premier League preview is my son, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Hello. Um... The Premier League starts Saturday morning Australian time. You might be listening to this podcast after that. The first game is Arsenal at Crystal Palace. Um, what are you looking forward to this Premier League season? You've got a bold prediction about something that's going to happen in the Premier League. Well, honestly, I'm looking forward to the casual rivalry. And, you know, also a rivalry that isn't technically a rivalry, but it's more like a competition for something big. Liverpool have a very rivalry kind of, like a rivalry city that's Manchester. Manchester United are their common rivals and they're usually battling with Manchester City to who wins the Premier League. It's usually one of Liverpool or Manchester City who wins the Premier League. The last team to win the Premier League that weren't Liverpool or Manchester City were Chelsea a few seasons ago. 16-17, I think. Yep. So, um, we'll go through... We've both got Premier League tables predicted for the season. Um, so I just want to ask you, first of all, yep. obviously Liverpool and City, again, I think are most pundits' favourites to fight it out for the Premier League title again. Yep. Who do you think's good? Which centre forward slash striker do you think is going to settle in better at their new clubs? Darwin Nunes or Erling Haaland? Erling Haaland. I never heard of Darwin Nunes until he went to Liverpool, but Erling Haaland, I've heard of him for. He's a good player on the ball. At, at we Liverpool played against him when he was playing in a team in Austria, Red Bull Salzburg. He was very good. He nearly tied the game for. Yeah, they spent. Um, I think Nunes's transfer fee was uh, slightly higher than what City spent on Erling Haaland, but on the other hand, I think Haaland's wages are considerably higher. Um, They've already played each other in a somewhat meaningful match this season, City and Liverpool, where Haaland started, uh, started, Nunes did not. Nunes came off the bench and won a penalty and scored a goal. So, advantage Nunes at this stage, one would suggest. Yes. Um, the FA Community Shield is a... Fair enough. Um, it's uh, the only trophy of any consequence that uh, Liverpool had not won under Jurgen Klopp, so yep. they can put that in the old trophy cabinet for at least a season. <coughs> it was the third time under Klopp that uh, Liverpool had played for the community, should having lost to City in 2019 and Arsenal in 2020. Um, speaking of Arsenal, the most heated rivalry in English football is always the North London derby between Tottenham and Arsenal. Tottenham pipped Arsenal for fourth spot in a spot in the Champions League at the end of last season. Um, Tottenham looked Better for this season, but Arsenal have the better young squad. Would you agree with that? Yes. I think they sold Lacazette and Bamiang, so they could get rid of those players, get some money in, yep. and, you know, buy young players. So they could stay like fifth place, sixth place, maybe Champions League if they're lucky, maybe even Conference League sometimes. But those young players will get better. Saka, I like him. He's very good on the ball. Um, in a few years' time, I'm sure, he'll be winning the games and they might even have a chance to win the Premier League in a fist. 
Big call, Arsenal fans. He, Patrick reckons you might be a chance to win the Premier League with that group in a few years' time. They've added Gabriel Jesus and Zinchenko from Manchester City, filling some areas of need. But they've still got Saka, Smith Rowe, Mkhitaryan. They've got some exciting young players there. Tottenham, they've added some players as well. Conte got them going at the end of last season and it was probably Tottenham's 1-1 draw at uh, Anfield that in the end cost Liverpool the title <coughs> right at the end of the season. Um, from a Liverpool point of view, Tottenham scare me a little bit more than Arsenal, who we've dealt with pretty comfortably over the last few years. Um, not a lot of new signings from Newcastle by the looks of things. Uh did, were you expecting a little bit more activity from Newcastle United yes. uh, this Premier League season? Honestly, I thought Newcastle were going to make a lot more transfers. I had one friend of mine who plays at my soccer team who was a Newcastle fan. He's not on my team anymore, but he was on my team last year. And when Newcastle originally got the money, they were like, "Yes, we're gonna buy heaps of players." There were rumors they were going to play. There were rumors about like Erling Haaland. I've heard. My friend said he's a member of Newcastle because his, you know, his relatives were English, so yep. he so. had been into St. James. One of he the great thought stadiums. they were going to use that, that money to buy either young players who are going to get good, like Jude Bellingham, Erling Haaland, Gabriel Jesus, and. Or either by players who are good, but they're not going to get better, like Neymar or something like that. Well, all their signings this transfer window have been aimed at a defence which was extraordinarily leaky before the January transfer window last year. They went and got Nick Pope from Burnley, who was obviously too good to be playing in the Championship. Matt Target, who was on loan from Aston Villa for the second half of last season, has been confirmed as a permanent transfer, and then they signed Sven Botman from Lille, which I guess is the big transfer, $35 million, but only spending £60, £70 million pounds when I think people were banding around much bigger figures for Newcastle to sign. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, another club which had a little bit of focus on it last season because they had a new manager with Aston Villa. Um, let's look at their transfers and their activity this transfer window. Um, they did confirm the permanent transfer of Philip Coutinho, um, yep. but not a lot of movement for them either. Um, and they have had some outgoings <coughs> with uh, just recently Chukwumeka going to Chelsea and um, Trezor Gay has left uh, Matt Target, as we described his side. Do you think uh, Aston Villa will be able to jump up the table this season? Yes, a lot. I think if they grow and grow like the way they are, instead of just being, I currently have, you know, they're like Aston Villa, Leeds United, Brighton, Hove Albion, teams like that, Crystal Palace too. They're good, they're young, and... I think in a few years' time, they might replace some teams in the big six. Well, they're a proper big club. They've got two. They've got a, they've got a, a European Cup in the trophy cabinet there at uh, Villa Park. So it'll be good to see them coming back. Now, before we finish on our uh, preview of the upcoming Premier League season, 
Patrick, why don't you go from uh, go through your Premier League table, just the just the order of the teams. Well, I who have... do you think is going to win the Premier League this season? Yeah. Liverpool with ninety one points. Okay, just tell us the just tell us the um, the order rather than give us the point totals. Liverpool, then City, followed by Chelsea, Chelsea, and then Tottenham. So that's the Champions League teams. I think a lot of people have those four teams finishing the Champions League. I've got <coughs> the same four in that order. With the Europa League being Arsenal and Knicks. Yep. In the Conference League spot, Leicester, very. Being trailed by West Ham, one point behind. Then Brighton. Who have we got after Brighton? Uh, we got Crystal Palace, and then Leeds, Brentford, Aston Villa, and then a big point drop to teams who are a little bit not as dominant. Everton, Nottingham Forest, Southampton, Bournemouth, so Fulham, Newcastle, and who do you have, Andrew? Um... I've got the same top six as you in the same order. So I got Liverpool beating City, Chelsea third, Tottenham fourth, Arsenal fifth, Manchester United sixth. Yeah. Um, then I've got West Ham United finishing seventh, Villa eighth, Newcastle ninth, Brighton tenth, Leicester eleventh. They haven't made any signings, Leicester. Um, Wolves in twelfth, Brentford thirteenth, Everton fourteenth, Leeds United fifteenth, Crystal Palace sixteenth. Yep. Nottingham 17th of the team that's come up who, I, who I'm giving the best chance of staying up this season. Bournemouth in 18th. Yeah, I think the drop is finally going to happen for Southampton this year in 19th and Fulham to finish last. Yeah. Who do you have, just, you know, on the topic, mm-hmm. who do you have coming up to the Premier League? Oh, coming up to the Premier League? Jeez, um, that's a good one. He's in the Championship this year. Um, let me put it this It won't be Sunderland. Who have just come back up to the championship. Let's uh, tap the brakes on that, although it's if that happened. Um, they've already played one game. <coughs> oh, there were seven results and ten, five draws. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Watford come back up amongst the teams that came down. Um, uh, who else? Um, <laughs> this question a little um, Norwich have bounced back both times they've gone down last year, so I'm going to pick Watford and Norwich. Yeah. I think it's a fairly safe bet. And I'm going to put in third the team Luton Town, who are one of the up-and-coming teams that have been coming up through the leagues and got very close last year to playing off in the championship. So I'm going to throw them in as a possible Premier League team. Well, I've got Norwich coming first. I can't remember the last time Norwich played in the championship and didn't win it. It was a while ago, I think. And also, the time, I think it might have happened another season. Watford may have won it in the past season. I'm not so sure. And so I have Watford second in the EFL Championship. And in winning the playoff game, Luton Town, maybe. But I've got maybe, you know, um, Huddersfield, they're okay. Maybe Stoke, they're not bad teams. Sheffield, I'm pretty sure, are still in. And it would be interesting to see. It would be nice if there were some different teams. It seems like particularly Watford and Fulham and Norwich and the three teams that keep bouncing up and going up and going yep. down and getting relegated and promoted for each other. Yep. So back to the Premier League. Who have you got as your prediction for Premier League Player of the Year? Premier League Player of the Year. Honestly, I've... Depending on last season, so far this season... 
I like Sonny House, Sonny Mark can play, but then he moved to so our season. No, he might win Bundesliga player of the year. I bet. But honestly, I've got Kevin De Bruyne very high. He's a good player. He can go defense when he needs to, and he can attack. He gets up. He gets down. He goes wide when he needs to. He's very good on the ball. He scores. I've got maybe Saka. Saka is good. Oh, oh really good on the ball. I was talking about him before. I think he he might even you know be win the young player of the year. He's getting high up to it. You know, uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. He is a good player. He's young. He's oh, he's just he's good. He plays well. He can cross. He he he's more attacking. He's more of a right wing back to me. Which most people say that means you're playing a back three, but if you're playing left wing backs and right wing backs, you're playing a back five. Yep. And so being able to get back up the pitch, but instead more of playing two centre backs who hang back with two left backs and right backs who go up the pitch, make the crosses, and when they need to, they'll get back down quick because they're fast. Alexander Arnold and Robertson are good. They can, they're really good at passing to each other, crossing in the middle. You've got to pick one, Patrick. Give us a player. To goals. Give us a player. Who's going to win the Premier League player of the year? Just name one player. Honestly, I think I've got Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne winning it again. I've got Mohamed Salah. He's rested. He's happy. He's got his new contract. I think he's going to have an incredible season. Um, who's going to be the leading goal scorer in the Premier League this season? That, oh, I've, who's going to win okay. the Golden Boot? The Golden Boot. That's how I really haven't thought about that. Okay, well, just give us a name. Well, teams who lot, score lots of goals. You know, players who score lots of goals. I haven't seen Gabriel Jesus score much goals. He's more of a, like, pass out to the Lawrence come in and score. But I honestly, you know, Tim Werner got him. He scores a lot of goals, but he can also cross. He's a good player on the ball. He can... Well, there's, a, there's a few names there suggested. Um, do you have a suggestion for who do you think the first team to sack their manager will be? The first team to sack their manager. Remembering Watford, who yeah. sacked their managers as a as a pastime, they're not in the Premier League anymore, so you can't pick Watford. Watford sack their managers all the time. Yes. Honestly, the first team to have their manager sacked uh, is going to be. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be those? That other team, that other team in Liverpool across from Stanley Park, are they going to sack Frank Lampard? Uh, that's, I think Everton might be the first to get sacked, but others get sacked, not Bournemouth. Maybe, uh, I bet Newcastle will sack their manager, try and bring in an extra manager for uh, some money. Maybe try and bribe them for some money. And he's like, I, mean, like, I want to have a team who have lots of money. I can build them. So they'll get a manager who knows how to do that in Newcastle. They'll sack their manager. They'll get a manager who knows how to deal with money very easily. Like some maybe guy, you know, a billionaire. Some dude with lots of money who also knows how to manage. So maybe more like a, maybe a millionaire, but not so big of a millionaire. But he played soccer. So he knows how, you know. A very, very interesting and somewhat unconventional suggestion there from you, Patrick, that um, those people listening can take as seriously as they want. Um, (laughs) There we go. That's about it for the preview. 
We both hope that uh, you'll enjoy the Premier League season, and we hope that Liverpool, both of us hope that Liverpool will win. Yes. Um, I think most of us going to win the Golden Boot again. Um, Patrick, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. It's been very fun these days. Excellent. And, well, you do live with me, Patrick. Um, we'll catch you next time on the podcast. It should go without saying. Thanks. See ya.